Welcome to this week's edition of Gravel Travel. I'm your host, JJ LaRue. This episode was recorded live at the Honda Quest prize giving, so I apologize in advance for the sometimes noisy background. In the first episode about the Honda Quest, I spoke to Andrew Johnston and Anamin van der Linde. And I think it's only apt, and we said that we will catch up with them afterwards. And now I'm sitting with Anamin. How did it go? What was the experience like? Tell us. I want to know everything. Well, JJ, um, I was extremely excited to be in the quest. I think my expectations were really high for myself. And it was difficult. I'm not an experienced sand rider, and I had a big fall on day one in sand, which brought the panic levels a bit up to level 10, and I had to manage to get it down. The scenery, the places that we've seen, and the terrain we rode was amazing, and it's a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, um, which I'm very grateful for. Uh, Bonded nice with all the guys, felt a little bit on the side sometimes because I'm the only girl, but didn't bother me for too long or a lot. That accident on the first day had ramifications further down the line. Tell us, tell us about that. Um, yes, it did. Um, I slightly bruised a bit and sore, and but panicky about the rest of the riding, which I just couldn't get over. And then at the stage, I had to really stop. And Claude and Jared were like, "You have to pull it together now and get through today." There was a lot of support from everyone, which was really, really nice. Day three, I had a, a quite a unlucky fall, which I've been. Um, I went through a rut or a ditch, and the front wheel just slipped out and threw me off on my left shoulder. Which I thought, "Damn it, I've just broken my shoulder, and my quest is now finished." Um, couldn't get up and I think that made everyone behind me panic because I wasn't getting up. All my falls that I had previously, that I would like fall and get up. Um, and I got up, shoulder was not broken, carried on for the rest of the day, which was also not a very easy ride. And um, I was really tired and thought that I was holding the group back and spoiling it for them. I had a chat with the medic and he said, well, really made him, scared him because he saw it happen to me twice, falling really hard. And he said, if he's scared, if I fall again, then I might really break. Um, so that's when the deci- decision came to make the team whole by standing back and give Leon the opportunity because his partner broke his leg on the first day, which was also part of my panic levels because you actually see someone breaking a leg. It's a little bit of a, a um, nervousness that was for me. Um, yeah, so and then the next, that day when I withdrew, we did a very nice ride and I was a little bit more relaxed. And from there on, it was just enjoying the ride much, much more. So, so despite Despite everything else, you were allowed to finish it anyway. You were just not competing anymore. Yes, I was just not competing um, and just continuing the ride with everyone else. 
Um, the other reason why I also decided to stand back a bit was my teammate also had a sore ankle. He twisted his ankle, so it was putting stress on him to help me while he's also not physically 100%. So, and, and the people behind me, like, helping and making them tired. So I think it was to benefit the group a little bit more with their competition and my partner at that stage. I don't think that I would not have would like not to have finished because where would I go? <laughs> there wasn't space for another bike on a bucky anyway because we had one on the bucky already. Um, yes, no, it was a great, great experience to finish it and I must say the, putting the competition part behind me made it better in a way because I had pressure, so much pressure on myself to just... I don't know, to, we don't even know what the criteria was we were scored on except for how we ride or how you behave. And it just made me ride a bit better without the pressure. I'm with Rian Furi from Honda, South Africa. Uh, Rian's going to give us a brief introduction to himself and tell us a little bit about the quest and Honda's uh, choice to go or create this kind of event. Thank you. Thank you, JJ. So, yes, I'm Rion. I'm head of motorcycles for Honda South Africa. Um, so, to talk about Quest, this has been our third event for Quest. Quest is a, is a different type of event. You know, it's, it's, it's all about teamwork and, and, and team, what they do as a team, how they develop, how they grow. You know, it's not just a, a two or three days, how, how good are you on a bike? You know, it's, it's, it's really about teamwork, and I think that, 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 that's what plays to it. If, if you don't get along with your team or your teammate, you know, it, it, it's totally different. So go watch your videos, go to Quest website, go see what it's about. I mean, you'll get an idea. From a Honda point of view, is we do this for the fact that we want to show our bike in a condition that people won't put it in. They won't put an Africa Twin into the Ritterfeld or into the Karua Desert. We did. And uh, the bikes performed perfectly. You know, we, it's the third time we've done it. Uh, the first the third annual event, we've never had a mechanical failure, never a breakdown. Yes, we got the odd hole in a, in a, in a sump or a, or a flat tire, but mechanically the bikes have been great. So for us, it's to showcase this to, to Joe Public out there to say, listen, look at what the bike can do. You know, it's something that nobody else would do by themselves to take a bike into that condition. So, yes, from, from that point of view, we're confident about our product. We like to show it to people. All these people will go back and talk about it, and I think that, that that's that's the, the history behind the quest and why we do it. I, I'm particularly interested in the fact that, and hats off to you, in a man in your position, to take part in that, even though you haven't had much experience off it as an adventure rider, and yet you made it all the way. Look, JJ, yes. So I had a discussion of Audi, which is uh, the guy in charge of Specialized Adventures, and he does this, he said, puts everything together and, he's, and I said to him listen do you want me then he says no he wants me to ride and uh, historically I don't have that amount of adventure bike riding especially not the stuff we did by far you know we do a little bit of plastic bike riding and I do my fair share in Joburg of riding and some track riding so it's been an absolute eye-opener for me and I came in here very apprehensive Audi took me the first day he took me into the Karua said to me okay let me show you how to ride sand and he was phenomenal. He showed me. And yes, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I am now a true adventure rider. I, I am actually buying the bike I rode on. It's going to be my personal own bike. I not tell my wife that yet. <laughs> but we, we definitely, definitely, I'm a converted man. It's, it's been a phenomenal journey for me. Personally, uh, it's been fantastic. And I think in a way it's nice to have experience or had that experience on your own product as well it's almost 
reiterating or, or that belief in what it is that you are putting out there to the public? Definitely, DJ. I've, I, I made a remark today with some of the some of the competitors to say, you know, this bike's been launched for a year now, the new 1100. And I found out more about this bike in the last nine days than I did in a year of riding a bike every single day. So, you know, it's an old thing of saying back your own product, you know, ride your own product. I believe in it. It showed it. I learned so much about this bike, where it can go and what it can do. It's it's absolutely amazing. And hopefully I can take that knowledge and take it back to the customer and give him a bit more informed decision. And hopefully I can filter it down to my staff and my sales staff to say, we've done it, this is what it's good at, and, and, and use that from, from that point of view. Hardy, tell us about Specialized Adventures. Our company consists of two legs. Um, one of the legs is we do tours all over Africa. The other leg is um, being involved with brands in the management of certain models that those brands sell. We've been involved with Honda for three years, three and a half years, and working with the brand officials to bring their product to the markets, to their target market in, in the right way, to create the pure market penetration. Three, three, just over three and a half years ago, we sat down with Honda officials and worked on a program that is now known as Quest, where we take normal people, average riders off the street and um, present them with the Africa Twin and take them. I mean, you, you enjoy this, don't you? Yes, very much. And each and every member in our team um, enjoys us. Um, we're all people's people. This is what we love to do, seeing people grow, finding themselves. The, the, the one contestant, Neil Nadir, he was a bit of a loner. And the whole crew was noticing that progressively as the event went on, he and his teammate Brian Aramse became like brothers. And Brian, Brian, is a, Brian has got a very strong personality and the influence that he, that he had on Neil um, made Neil a stronger person. And um, Neil's, Neil's ability to, to get up after numerous falls, and Neil, excuse me for, for saying this, but after numerous falls, you know, he felt he got up more than he fell. And Neil found himself on Questershire. And um, I think this is a game changer for him. I think his life is about to change. And I think he realized it. Other than seeing what these machines can do, it must be quite a, it must do something for you on the inside to see how these people develop from when they come from boot camp and then walking away on the final day. Yes, um, unlike other brand experiences, it's not just about riding. We teach them what we know, um, the, very, the little we know, we teach them. We have a beautiful country. We have probably the best riding um, opportunities in this country than any other country in the world. And riding is one of the, is one of the aspects, but yes, uh, to see what happens to people during quest is, it leaves you teary-eyed um, as you yourself experience during the, the prize giving ceremony now. We make a lot of friends. Um, man, I'm still on eye. It's difficult for me to to express exactly how I feel, but um, it, it, it's overwhelming to see what it does to people to be thrown into this juggernaut or this gauntlet and what comes out on the other side. It's, it's, um, it's unreal. Andrew, we had our chat in the beginning of all of this and you, you gave us some insight. Now I would like to know, how did it go? 
the, as to the actual competition itself, um, we had one team who were fell out because of a broken leg. Um, and then Anamin was challenged. And, and I think she so very, very nearly got on top of the sand. But she had 24 falls in a three-day, four-day period. Um, and she only didn't ride two of the, of the climbs. We only started tallying up the points yesterday. And so we often ask each other, so who do you think is leading? And, and at various stages, we, we thought that there was any one of four teams, five teams that were very close. And if they, had, if they make a mistake, then they're going to easily maybe relinquish what we thought was the lead. Um, and if one team in particular did very well that day or managed to ace something, then they could easily have taken it. So it was very close. And I only found out when Hardy, because Hardy is the guy who... who um, does all the telling um and to stay unbiased and objective he doesn't do any voting himself so it's 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 a very fair system and looking back i think the best team won i think the bikes are, are did amazingly well um for all, uh, especially the dct the dct was the bike to be on for a lot of guys um on the hills technical tricky hills it's never in the wrong gear there's always uh, just constant talk there was not one single mechanical on on the bikes um uh, a, a chip mirror or broken um, uh, uh, brake lever, um, but other than that, nothing, no mechanical issues, which makes now three quests in a row without a single um, mechanical. So that's 40, uh, 54 bikes doing 2,000 kilometers of the hardest adventure trail and not a single mechanical, I think, which is, speaks volumes for Honda. It was, it, it was a great, great quest. And for anybody who's listening to this, um, I would highly recommend when next year's Honda Quest rolls around, please get your name in. There is talk of doing regional uh, boot camps with, uh, just, just to see that your skills are up to scratch. Um, but I would definitely have a go. It is, is absolutely an adventure of a lifetime. Make sure that you've got a little bit of sand running under the belt and you're not too uncomfortable with some technical climb type things. Um, Honda Quest is an excellent adventure to come along on. And who knows, you might actually walk away with a uh, a Honda Africa Twin 1100 uh, if you win it much like Brian and Neil have now they get to ride home their bikes I'm get, I've got goosebumps thinking about it now I am with the 2020 Honda Quest winners Brian Haramsa and Neil Nadir how, how do you feel right now? crazy it's exciting Ooh, a couple of days together it's been tough hard good riding big big bike an amazing machine. It's just been incredible. And of course, winning this, you actually, it's exciting, but you also feel bad for your teammates, you know, because it's, you know, everybody, everybody deserves to win. And uh, yeah, so we, yeah, we did it. Exciting. Neil? Oh, no, I'm absolutely elated. I was all over the place earlier, but now it's like it's sinking in and I'm just, just, I'm over the moon. I can't believe it. And, um, you know, it's been, you know, there, there was a time where we were three days in. And I was like, oh, no, there's many days to go. And now it's, it, that feels like it was yesterday. Now it's finished and we won. I'm like, wow, it's, it's just such an incredible feeling to, that, it, that, it, that it felt so long. It was over so quickly. And now this, um, I'm not speechless, but. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't even part of this and I feel emotional, you know. So who's the first person you're going to tell, Brian? Well, my wife. I'm going to phone her shortly. And then um, there's a guy called Nadis Dupria, my riding mate, a friend of mine. Um, he had to sell his 950, and I promised him, I said to him, I'm doing this ride. If I win this, 
this competition. My 990 goes to you, I'll keep you in the 1100. So the Africa Twins mine, and I'm giving him my 990. So I can't wait to phone him to tell him because he's going to be so excited. Yeah. Uh, I phone my fiance, I'm going to phone my mom. Because <laughs> she was like following me all the way on social media and like promoting me to my family and extended family. So those are the two first two people I'm going to gonna call and just let them know that like this actually happened do you want to just reflect on on one of your toughest days and so we had we had every day had a challenge um but there was one but we had we had this defining moment we actually spoke about it early on we had a um an extreme technical uphill to get to get up okay a very hard hill it was um very loose sand rocks and rutted and you know, and, and there were steps, but there was like no clear line to follow. And um, and in the process, they made us kind of like all like wait at the bottom, and then they would with the radio they would say, okay, um, the next rider can come up. But so you kind of like anticipation, you know, you're expecting this extreme, you know, terrible situation. So all the guys were kind of like, you could see everybody was like anxious. And um, so I got up. Um, I was watching Neil. Um, he was um, behind about three or four bikes behind. But on the way up to the gradient, he had a Okay, we really had two bad falls before the technical section, you know. But they were not because he made a mistake. It's just you know he went over a rock and the rock slipped out and the bike fell over. But a really hard fall. And um, and to me that that was the most defining day where um, we were worried that that you know that Neil was kind of like spirit was broken almost, you know. And uh, I I was going to go down and then Hardy kind of said no, don't you must come up, you know. But at a certain point I realized that I have to go talk to Neil because I had gone up and I, and I can see because you know once you get up. And you can see the line to kind of guide somebody, you know, especially your teammates. It's, that's a critical moment. And um, so I said to Hardy, I'm going down. If Hardy said to me, no, I would have told him, I'm going to go down. I don't care what happens, you know. Ran down the hill, um, had a good chat to, to Neil. and said, Neil, you can do this. Showed him the line. The challenge was that right in the beginning, you know, where you had, had to start from, from that point, he had to go through a dip. And, you know, it was completely, it was very technical to get through that point, to get the right line. And... Um, Neil did it. He got through it, right, right up to the top. And we got to the top, he was screaming. It was like incredible. So Yeah, no, that was, that, that to me, that, that's, that's, that's sort of where, you know, Quest stopped and Quest started again. Like, it's, it's, it's when I got to the top, it was, everything had changed. It was, um, like, it was like almost a complete defeat there. Like, you know, you do everything right and then you, you still end up on your side or in the dirt. And um, now you still have this difficult start and you have to get up there again. And with Brian's help, um, I did it. And I don't know how I did it. I just, I, I, I got up, I started the bike. You know, they, like, I found some traction, I got up. And the next thing I knew, I was at the top, somehow. Um, everyone tells me, no, you did it perfectly. And I was like, what the hell? Um, and from then on, I was just, like, had this energy to just keep going and just, like, take on everything it did it did wonders for me that's uh, that was my sort of defining quest moment from then on i just i loved every day awesome gentlemen brian thank you neil all the best and uh, enjoy your motorcycles right, no thank you very much jojo thank you very much man. cool